tonight. September 8th, 3.29 p.m. As we approach the start of the Autumn Basho in sumo wrestling, only two months removed from, around two months from when we last talked, in the midst of the July Basho, which was the most exciting Basho I've seen of the two I've seen so far. But... <laughs> Right? That's you the best description ever. It's true. It's like you came into the sport right about the right time. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think so. In, in a way, I'm wondering how what what's and that's what we'll talk about. What's there to get excited for in this one? And I'm sure there's plenty. Um, but the big news, obviously, since the last one, where Hakuo beat beat Terno Fuji in the final day of the Ba Show, mm-hmm. uh, going 15 and 0. To, yes. to Teru's 14 and 1. And, and, but since, even though he did not win, Teru Fuji had such a great showing that he was unanimously made a Yokozuna. Yes. Yes, our 73rd. Isn't that exciting? It is, yeah. And yeah, he deserves it because he was crushing. Uh, he was just going through everybody. It was like just this excitement rising as we got up to the final day and the two of them facing off. So I guess first question, just to make sure, um, Hakuo is competing in this one? No. (laughs) He, someone in his stable got COVID. Well, Hakuo's like prodigy, his name is Hokuseiho, I believe. He was making his, what, Jirio debut? But anyway, he's kind of like, his pet project. He's huge. He's also Mongolian and he's been crushing it, but he is in the same stable, I believe. And he got COVID. And so anybody he's been practicing with, uh, lower levels, Makushita guys, um, somebody else got it, but they have been testing them regularly. And Hakaho, uh, Inho and Ishida, they're all in that same Yagano stable and so because even though they're they're in the clear they still could possibly have a positive test so they just yanked the whole stable out really yeah i know and it's such a bummer because everybody wanted to see hakaho and terana fuji face off again yeah yokozunas yes Yes. everybody's disappointed oh when did this news come out like yesterday or the day before yeah pretty recently yeah i know yeah very very recently uh so it looks really good for tarana fuji this time yeah really really good as the solo yokozuna (laughs) um we've got two ozeki shodai and takake show um asanoyama is obviously not around but he's been bumped down what is he in the rankings now he's He's sekiwake in the rankings so he won't be there so Really, yeah, it does look good for Tedano Fuji. But you know what? Strange things happen. Like people who are much lower levels, just they find their mojo and they can still beat. Like Tedano Fuji has a couple of wrestlers like Takayasu that he has like a really hard time with. And so it's possible that somebody else could bring him down but uh, so there's plenty to still be excited about this time but the one thing that everyone was truly hoping to see Mm -hmm. was Hakaho versus Terana Fuji again because the first time was so so good yeah and they're both Yokozuna this time but that's okay we'll just wait till the next time as long as Hakaho doesn't retire 
right. right. Then we could see it again next time. That's right. Just more time for Hakaho to heal. But this time you'll get to see Tedena Fuji's Doyo Iri every day. Yes. So that's exciting. Like when you don't have any Yokozuna, you don't get the daily Doyo Iri. But with him in the mix now we can see his so yeah. that's going to be really exciting to see him do the doyo well i i wonder who was going to be doing it if both if him and hakuho were both competing it wouldn't happen nobody does it it's only Isn't wait it wild? nobody only does Yokozuna's, it yeah no yeah. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm saying if if teru and hakuho were both in it uh if hakuho did oh, they get, would both do it they both do it they would both do it together or separately yeah Guessing this pole on the left here is going to be was the or was the one blocking most angles. That's the culprit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the in the first footage that was released, but this is a much better angle. Yeah. <laughs> now we're now we're getting some pole blocking. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. The other angle was like much much worse. It was just like like no matter what you there could do, is. he was just smack dab right behind <laughs> that damn pole. There it, just... there it is. People were like, "Oh my god, why did you guys not test these angles? Why not full frontal?" Anyway. Yeah. Still, well, I still, do. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I wonder where that kind of ranks for Taranu Fuji on his list of like most nervous he's been in his career. I don't know. I'd, I'd imagine him having a little bit of butterflies before that first Oyo year. So. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's been working his just about his entire life to become Yokozuna. So yeah, then to actually wear the belt and do it for real in front of all these supporters and all these guys at the JSA and on terrible knees, like he had a really oh. deep, deep 
uh, knee bend in there. I was worried, but he looked good and he looked strong. And so it was awesome. He did the, I think it's called the Shinanui style. So there's two types of uh, Yokozuna doyoiris. Uh, one is Shinanui and the other one, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, I'm blanking. But um, you can tell by how their belt is, is, has two loops in the back or one loop in the back. And he has two loops. And so that's what kind of style of a ring entering ceremony he does. And there's only two styles. Oh, so. interesting. So is, is his yeah. different than the one, the style Hakuo it uses? I believe it's the same. It's the same. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Kakaru did a different style. Ah. Uh, the Yokozuna that just retired, Yakadu, Kakaru, Yakadu, had a different style. Yeah, did he it, had a different. When you say just retired, like very yeah. recently, or yes, yeah, yes, yeah. this year. Okay, yeah, you might have started watching right after he retired. Okay, so I, I think <laughs> I, I started probably. Yeah, it was probably right after he retired. Um, I remember yeah. Dan showing me. He sh he sent me a clip of him shooting a three pointer in some sort of yeah. Some yeah, arena. he's That's an amazing nice. basketball player. Yeah, yeah. He's so crazy. he's a real athlete. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, also Mongolian. So our last three, actually more than that, like our last five have been <laughs> Mongolian. Mongolian. There's Terenifuji, Hakaho. I mean, Hakaho was like five ago, but mm -hmm. uh, no, Kisuno Sato was Japanese. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Kisuno Sato, Kakuru, Asashoryu, Harima Fuji. Yeah. So a lot of Mongolians as of late. Yeah. I mean, you see that flag whenever they're showing uh, mm -hmm. the two competitors before each match. Mm -hmm. So one of the Ozeki you mentioned is Takakesho. And. Yes. Taka Keisho, he was the runner-up two Bashos ago, right? Where there had they had a playoff against him between him and Taruna Fuji. Oh, I that's right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he seems so long ago. I, know, I doesn't can't it? even remember. It does. Yeah, because yeah, he... they've had a, a sorry, they've had a couple tournaments where they ended up neck and neck, and they had a playoff, and each one of them has won one for a Basho. Ah, so that yes. will probably he'll probably be the second most favored guy coming into this boss show. Uh, well, was, but he, he just had a recent injury. Like, though. The really last the last boss show, I don't know if you remember, but Takakesho injured his neck. I remember, yeah, and, during the first round, like the first day of events. Yeah, it was a pretty scary looking injury. He just kind of deflated on the edge of the ring and people were very worried about him because it yeah. looked like he couldn't move his arm and it was an obvious neck injury. Um, so yeah, he pulled out of the last tournament and we have since learned that it's a long term. He's had this injury before. Mm. So, uh, it's a herniated disc in his, uh, cervical spine. So he says it's fine. He says he's back to normal, but I think we're all waiting to see what really happens. Yeah. So I think any, anybody in those top ranks, you know, from Shodai, Mitakeyumi, Takeyasu, like any of those guys really have a chance to go to take on Terran Fuji. Um, and there's even some newer guys that are in the Maegashira one position, like Hoshoryu, mm -hmm. who uh, haven't gone up against some of these highest rankers that we have yet to see how they're going to do. So it, it's exciting to think about what's going to happen this time. It kind of opens up the playing field. Yeah, I think that's the the biggest news coming from the when the Banzuke came out was just all these guys moving up. Uh, Hoshoryu is who you mentioned, right? He was... Yeah, like middle of the pack last boss show. And he's very young, right? He's about 23. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. he, um, whose stable is he in? Oh, Ooh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Do you? I can't remember. Or something you were telling me about. Um, he's he's, the, he's he a nephew a, of a that's former it. Yokozuna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Asa Shoryu is his uncle. So he has a lot of spunk. And so I think when he first came in, everybody, you know, he looked like he stumbled a little bit and that's just maybe the first time up there, but he, um, 
he was somebody who just kind of, to me, looked like a little sloppy. And I was like, how'd this guy get here? He's mm-hmm. small. He doesn't seem to kind of like have <laughs> what the other guys have upon first or like, um, yeah, when he first makes his, like, look, some of these big guys, Ichi Yamamoto, some of these guys are huge. You just expect them to at least be able to crush it. But he kind of stumbled a little bit. But what has been the most amazing thing is watching him figure out from losing how to better himself each time. And if there's anyone that absolutely deserves that Migashira one spot, it is him. He is tricky. He is strong. He is smart. And he moves to me. He seems like he's like gathered up some of his uncle's mojo and put it into how he does sumo. So he is very exciting to me um, from where he started and his entrance to like where he is now. Yeah. And, and if he does, has a winning record, this one, I mean, he might get up into those, those. The Sanyaku. What is it called? Yeah, the Sanyaku. Sanyaku, Sanyaku the upper, the yeah. Sanyaku okay. spots. It's like the face yeah. cards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I think he might run into some trouble. I mean, this is, this is his highest rank and, uh. He's not a huge guy. No. So we'll see what happens. I'm really yeah. interested to see what happens with him in this rank. I hope I hope he does well. I really yeah. do. I mean, he's still slight compared to some of the other guys that are up there that are similar in height, but he may falter, but he also is somebody that I would be like, he will come back and two Boshas and he will be there again. And he will, he will tweak and he will figure out how to beat these big guys. He's really good at leg trips. Oh my mm-hmm. God. He like, does them all the time. Like front leg trips, rear leg trips. Uh, a lot of the Mongolians have that. I think we've talked about that before, but like yeah. when you talk about Mongolian wrestling bulk, you sit there and you watch it and it's like, they just have so much mobility with their lower half that you don't see traditionally. in a lot of the Japanese wrestlers, because that's not their, their wrestling tradition, but a lot of the Mongolians use leg trips with complete ease, even the big guys like Choshoma. And you would think that he wouldn't be able to, you know, cause he's big too, but um, they do. They're like, Oh, don't underestimate my lower half. Mm-hmm. And um, Hoshoryu is definitely like, a pro on the lower half and if, that's if surprising he can get the in there if, if he can get in there yeah if he can get in there i'm really interested to see you know how he takes on takakesho how he takes on shodai uh because they're much bigger guys and they're mm-hmm. the same height takakesho is like, <laughs> like good luck moving in but they, they can keep him away yeah or get under takakesho's we'll leg he can do it but <laughs> And I'm sure you, he's not Mongolian, right? He's Japanese. No, he's well, no, he's Mongolian, oh, yes. but he, like a lot of these other wrestlers are brought over to Japan at a very young age. So they went to high school in Japan. And so, yeah, they're very much Japanese, but their nationality mm-hmm. is still Mongolian. The Japanese don't give out nationality uh, easily. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why Kakaru could finally retire is he finally got his citizenship. So, and Hakaho just got his citizen citizenship after being a grand champion for how many years? That's like it crazy. takes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes a lot to become a Japanese citizen to be able to stay and continue on in the JSA after your career. So, is Taranofuji a Japanese citizen? He, he is. just got it. Just, just got it this got year it. too. Wow, like, another show. <laughs> another reason to become a Yokozuna, apparently. That's right. <laughs> But they won't you make his wife yet. His wife yet is, is she's not a citizen yet. Oh. So I guess ja- no. Japan's immigration system is even stricter than ours. If- oh, by far. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a really hard place to stay. If you love it there, it's, um, it's yeah, they don't give out citizenship easily. Yeah, actually. You have to be well, there for a long time or married to somebody or, yeah, you have to. Well, you, Leslie, you were working there for a little bit, right? How long were you there? About a year, Mm -hmm. shy of a year, but um, yeah, just on a visa. Yeah. Was your visa going to run out or were you going to have issues with that? No, that was just how long the contract was. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't remember, you know, what, like if people had to, I think there were some people who had to, now that I'm remembering, they had to fly to Guam. Um, not me, 
but some people who were there who wanted to stay there, they were in Tokyo and they wanted to stay on a tourist visa or, or however they would have to fly to Guam, which is the southernmost like or yeah island or territory of the U.S. and then mm-hmm. fly back to Tokyo to be able to get the passport stamp to be able to stay again. So yeah, so interesting life for these. Uh, these wrestlers, Japanese or Mongolian or, mm-hmm. or Georgia in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So speaking of a smaller guy who didn't do so well, his first time up in the rankings, Wakataka Kage, he uh, made it to the rank of, um, was it Komosubi that he was last right, time? Was, yep. Komosubi. And he had a rough time. Yeah. And now he's M3. That's the meat grinder yep. position. Okay. Like literally what they call it. It's a brutal position. Is that because it's the first time for a lot of a lot of wrestlers? Your first week is like, here you go. Here's Hakaho, day one. Yeah. Like it's mentally crushing, but everyone you fight the first week is in the Sanyaku or very, very high Maigashira. So you don't get any time to gather yourself. You're just like put up there. And then they're like, have fun with all the like real pros. (laughs) And it's tough because your first week is so difficult. So then mentally you're going into your second week, which is a little bit easier with a whole bunch of losses usually. So physically it's difficult. Mentally, it's really hard to find your groove after a really hard I feel like first six week. losses in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's after like being celebrated for being in the Sanyaku. Congratulations, you made. I'm sure there's more press and all of that. And then they're like, man, it's <laughs> the first time the it, eyes are it, on you. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. And it's really like being thrown against it's it is honestly like being thrown against the biggest wall that sumo has to offer. You are thrown against the biggest guys with the absolute best records. So it's like being thrown against, you know, like a football front line and saying, do what you do. You've never fought anyone this good in your entire career. Here you go. And it's pretty rare for somebody to like land in that position and do super well and keep climbing, which is why it's, you know, it's really usual that guys will get to that position and then go, ah, <laughs> oh my God, and go back down like what Wakataka Kage did. So I'm sure he'll climb back up there. He's a great wrestler, but he is smaller. So, you know, smaller guys, big wall, it's, it's just often what happens. And also why the Sanyaku, there's a lot of people that are there that have been there for a long time is they're the ones who can handle the first week because they're fighting with their, you know, uh, people who are just as good as they are and they're that talented. So they, there's a lot of people that if they stay in the Sanyaku, you're like, these are the best of the best. They rarely fall out of Sanyaku or if they do, it's like Megashira one or two and then they bump back up. So right now you have Mitaki Yumi, like everybody except for Takayasu, Shodai's run a boss show, Takakesha's won a boss show, Asanoyama who's not there won a boss show. Um, Mitaki Yumi, like everybody there- I don't think Ichinojo has won one, has he? Well, oh, that's the old one. No, no. yeah, oh, that's the yeah. new one. Maysay has not. No, oh, Maysay has not one yet. You mean there's yeah, an updated the Bonzuki? Yeah, well, she yeah, was looking, I was at, looking the at the old one. one. Um, but Takayasu hasn't, but he's been in Ozeki forever. So, you know, everybody who's up there, um, barring maybe Maysay and Ichinosho, and Maysay has been as of late, working his way back up there confidently. I think he had the this same is his experience. highest rank. May say this is his first time in the second Wake rank. Yeah. So he's fighting at his highest rank right now yeah. for this new tournament. It's going to be really exciting to see what he does as yeah. well. I mean, he's been in the doldrums before too. Like, and Ichinojo certainly has too. So they're not new to this, mm-hmm. um, but they come back fighting and inching you know, each Basho back up a spot, up a spot, you know. You know what I'm excited about? Who's that? Okay, I'm I'm just gonna take I'm just gonna take a turn here. I'm excited to see how Kotonawaka does. Yeah. Kotonawaka is at Migashir three, which uh-huh. is his highest position this time. Um he looks like he's about seven. He's double bubble. I think I've I yes, referred to him before. Yes, yes. Yep. Double bubble. I'm really excited <laughs> to see how he does at this high rank. 
um, because he comes from great sumo genes. He could, he could do really well. A lot of eyes are on him. So I'm excited to see him. I'm really excited to see what Ura does at his rank of Maegashira six. Everybody's kind of afraid watching his knees and uh, watching as he climbs. So people really, I, I'm really excited to see what kind of Kimorite he uses at this, at any level. I mean, people love watching him because you never know what kind of throw he's mm-hmm. going to use. So, I, I mean, pure entertainment watching him most of the time. Ura, that is. Um, yeah. He can Ura. do a flip-flop. Yeah, the guy can do a flip-flop. Like a gymnastics flip-flop. Like uh, on like a handspring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Like a back handspring. Mm-hmm. The guy could, is incredibly uh. flexible. Yes. Incredibly yeah. flexible. And and if your listeners want to see something amazing, go to the year that Ura won the world sumo championship. I can't remember what year it is off the top of my head. It's like 2014 or something like that. I can't remember. But the throw he uses to win the world of sumo that year is the most amazing throw I've ever seen in my life. It defies gravity. It's so it doesn't make athletic sense. and, and it's just stunning. Like you watch it and you go, did a human being just throw another human being like that? That is astounding. And then you, you start to understand the kind of skill that he mm-hmm. has and why everybody is on the Uda train because yeah. He fell out because of injury. And so he has worked his way back up. And uh, so now that he's, I mean, he's still injured, but he's back up there again. People are really excited about seeing him. Yeah. Seeing how well he can do the second push to the top. And how did he do last Basho? He did okay, right? He was kind of middle of the pack. He was last time he was Migashira 13. And he went 10 and five. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he climbed That's way better. Yeah. He That's climbed yeah. from Maegashira 13 to Maegashira six this time. So it's a pretty big jump. That is a pretty big jump. Yeah. And he's got still the, uh, the light, the pastel pink Mawashi. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see on day one, but oh, I hope okay. that he has the. That's probably the <laughs> most exciting Mawashi. part of day one is just seeing the new colors. Like double, bu- is. is double bubble going to stick with the baby blue? Right. Most right. likely, they rarely change their <laughs> fancy colored mawashi. They uh-huh. will. And when they do, there's like, it's an announcement. People like, and Kai say, not in orange. Like people, <laughs> it's definitely noticeable because you're yeah. like, he always wears that color and Uda always usually wears the pink. So yeah, sometimes I guess like name changes, you know, big things like that, or mo- if they need a mojo change, they might change mm-hmm. their color of their belt. Or if they get a new one, I think didn't Takuyasu adopt a black one? I'm not sure, but they'll change it up here and there. But most of the time, you'll see them in the same color. Yeah, and are, are we? Well, you know, see- you can't can't change your hair, so got to yeah, change something. something. <laughs> can't get tats. You cannot get a tattoo. Right. So. You can't wear lipstick. You no, can't no wear- piercing. Yeah. So you got to oh, do something. Okay. And, and yeah, and you can't even get be in the uh, the top level of sumo unless you have the long hair, right? And like you, I've, I remember watching these jurios or something where you see guys with shorter hair, like they're still growing it out. Yeah, the lower levels, yeah. Lower Usually levels. by jurio, they have Unless it. they've had... Um, Ichinojo showed up, though, in the higher ranks before he had hair long enough to put... That's true. Put he up. had, like, a mullet-type deal. Like, yeah. it, didn't, it wasn't a mullet. It just, I mean, they, they just slick slick it back. back. They slick it straight back, so it looks a little mullety until it's yeah. long enough to, to put, put up, up. In, in the ponytail. Yeah. If you have a crazy meteoric rise through, and if you come in... Like Endo did. Yeah, if you come in like mid-ranks, like Sandame or something, just because mm-hmm. your pedigree outside of, like with your college winning tournaments, they, they can bump you in like middle middle of the pack as opposed to starting way, way down low. Yeah, you might have somebody who doesn't have long hair, but they're, that's what they're aiming for is mm-hmm. usually by Jurio, usually they've got long enough hair. Now there are some people who have lost a lot of their hair, but that's it's still, <laughs> it's still kind yeah. of put right. up there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you got to grow your Samson-esque you know, physique and hair. Grow your hair long and grow your shoulders strong. That's right. So you're just an imposing, beautiful figure. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Your hair is you got um, it. Your hair is definitely long enough to compete, right? Oh, I, think I think so. so. I mean, the, the JSA hasn't gotten back to me yet, but I've shown them pictures. <laughs> you will have to shave your face, but yeah. I think you could do it. I All think right. you could do it too. Just get some hair wax. 
Wax it back, put it yeah. up in the ponytail. You could totally do it. Yeah, I think I could rock that. It, it might might be appropriation. I don't know, but I'll I'll try it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't do it for like a Halloween. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I do it to actually. If you compete. were really competing, you know, then it's fine. There's got you know, Tochi Notion has one, and uh-huh. uh, Koto Oshu or um, the Naruto Oyakata. Um, he's like tall Eastern European guy. They've all had their their hair mm-hmm. in the in the style so you can yeah you okay. just to wrestle. wrestle you the, just gotta wrestle the two you mentioned tochinochin and uh kaisei right they're the two eastern european guys or am mm-hmm. i think- no in the kaisei th- is in the brazilian, brazilian. Uh, but, uh, okay. in the top division in the top division yeah, yeah. right now yeah it might and that be will continue two to change who they've they um they look very similar the two of them Oh, do they? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. If I'm thinking of the right guys. Kaisei is... Okay, Tochin Ocean is very big in the shoulders. Uh, really huge in the shoulders and looks like Nicolas Cage. Kaisei uh, is uh, bigger. He's got a bigger belly. Mm-hmm. He usually wears orange. Orange. Mm-hmm. And very sweet, beautiful smile. Tochin Ocean rarely smiles when mm-hmm. he's on the doyo, but right. Kaisei is very expressive and just looks really, really sweet, whereas Tochin Ocean looks very imposing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very different. Yeah. Yes. Like, a, well, but but I say that because I've been watching a lot of sumo. So I can say, oh, no, no, this guy totally looks like Nicolas Cage. This guy <laughs> looks like he should be in a toothpaste commercial, like totally different. But to somebody who's newer, they probably would look very similar. Yeah. Uh, who is is there anybody who's new to this top division that um, that you're interested to see this tournament? The only new person that was bumped up this time from Jurio, uh, you that hasn't been there in a while is Yutakayama. Okay. And Yutakayama has been in the top division before. He's fallen down to Jurio, and he's back up. Yeah. Uh, most- we just did an episode a highlight on him in our this week's episode that came out today. So yeah, he's um. He's a really interesting guy. He came into sumo and he won his very first two division Bashos back to back. So then he was just kind of skyrocketing into Jurio and into Makauchi. Um, he suffered some injuries and then he ha- he's had a lot of yo-yoing back and forth. And he really does look when he loses, it's like you want to give him a hug. Like he wears his emotions on his sleeve. You can see how bad it hurts him. And um, and it's like, oh, stay in there, be tough, you Takayama. <laughs> but um, he's a nice Sorry. guy, but he, yeah, but like you can't, you can seriously tell how how much he beats himself up for not winning. And that's the part uh-huh. that's hard to watch about him. But he's really great. You know, he he is a good wrestler, but he he, he has said, I think himself or other people have noticed, like he just suffers from a lot of confidence issues, which if you have a really fast rise where you like you beat everybody and then all of a sudden you finally meet people who are on par with your talent and that's at a very high level in front of the press and the world. And then you struggle. You don't have the luxury of spending a couple of years in the lower ranks unnoticed, just kind of honing your craft. It would, it would be a hard place to be. So um, I'm glad he's back up there in the top division. And I hope this time he ends up finding a, even more confidence and, and he, he does better this time. I just want to say one thing. When you talk to us about sumo, we're very different from a lot of other people that talk sumo. <laughs> other people are very into numbers and stats uh-huh. and they know people's records. They know exactly how many wins they have had since 2012. They can, they can just give you stats. Oh, glory. And that's not the kind of watchers <laughs> of sumo that we are. We love knowing more about these wrestlers lives and we, you know we love knowing that Yutakiyama studied forestry and has married someone in the fashion field like that really sets him aside and helps us remember more about who he is mm-hmm. and then we can kind of look up those stats that we need to later yeah he's a real person under that Milwaukee. yeah he's like a real guy <laughs> we tend to he's watch sumo kind of it's a very emotional kind of uh, like fan based way of watching sumo like it, and it makes it more accessible to us uh-huh. but 
honestly, there's so many people out there that watch sumo for the numbers and love tracking somebody like you, Takayama's uh, history and his wins versus his losses and the kind of kimarite he uses, you know, we could just say, oh yeah, he's usually a pusher thruster, you know, he's had some injuries. He's up and down. We don't know exactly when <laughs> they were, uh, but you know, this we don't is care. He's person. a really nice guy. He's blood type. Oh, we <laughs> you know. Okay. That's, that's kind of our style of sumo watching. You know, people say they have a brand of sumo that they do. That's our brand of sumo watching. Just so that your listeners know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know if I'm like that with all sports, but I do appreciate that, especially with sumo, um, because it, it does different differentiate the different wrestlers. And it adds to the sport because it makes the like daily buildup going into these matches a little more exciting because the match itself is 10 seconds sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And, and last Basho going into that final round, uh, I was, I was watching on Twitch at 4am or whatever it was um, because, nice. because I wanted to experience the, the buildup and the anticipation for that final fight. Cause I, it, it turned out to be an, it, like it lived up to the hype as well. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the the, um, the anticipation was what really made it an exciting sporting event. Yeah, you get invested in the wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's kind of like what I imagine it was like in the gladiator days, you know, mm-hmm. there's like different amazing warriors from all different parts of, of wherever in the world they were coming from. They all have one name, you know, I don't know if they do, but that's kind of how I see like sumo. They've each one of these guys has one strong name <laughs> and they're fighting for a certain region or they're all champions in their own right. And so I like to get invested in each one, know a little bit more about their background and history, because that's more interesting to me, knowing kind of who they are as a person, as opposed to just athletically what they've achieved, you know? So and the- I- yeah, I have to say, I was also up at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. watching that fight, and it absolutely lived up to the uh-huh. hype. I loved it, and I love hearing that other people were staying up to the middle of the <laughs> night to watch it, too. It was so... the way, Just the way... I mean, the way Hakuho started off with that, like, forearm shove. Uh-huh. Like, and, which I think he caught... He got a lot ter- of uh, shit for that. Really? Yeah. People do... Yeah, oh, yeah. They think it's a... They... they they give him a hard time because they think he fights dirty. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of those things that if you're a lower division guy, then like, sure. But like for, to be the greatest of all time, they expect him to use different moves. But when I watch it, um, a forearm blast looks brutal. But when you're talking about two of the best warriors coming in the ring together, there's no rules. Mm-hmm. Even when we, when we, talk to Konishki, he was saying everybody's bodo. I think it was that, I can't remember the word, but he said, no matter what rank you are, the second you step into the ring, you are equal. And so I think you can use whatever move you want to use. You're just looking at two incredible, two incredible warriors, the top two warriors going against each other. And when it's a fight to the death, you use whatever you Mm -hmm. can, but the Japanese and the and the way they look at I'm generalizing here, but the 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 talk about that forearm blast up top was not uh, dignified of a yokozuna. That was what the press had said. Yeah, well, I and I, they love to give him a hard time though about him specifically not being dignified enough for mm. the rank. I, I think it came from the Yokozuna Deliberation Council. And uh, that's a group of people who honestly, their job is to complain about <laughs> Yokozunas yeah. and to say what they do wrong. So you just kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I what I liked about it was uh, one, just like how forceful it was, but also that it seemed to goad Fuji into a slap fight, which it wasn't really his style. And that's what kind of caught him off guard. But then coming from that, there was he got off balance, looked like he regained his footing, and then was thrown. It was a very exciting match. And then to see the emotion from Hakuho, uh, which mm-hmm. maybe also yeah. is undignified, but that like that arm swing and that yell was yeah. it was pretty great. It was huge. Yeah, but you know, we all loved it in America. We did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Or at least most people did. I'm sure there's some people that hate Hakaho and and did not like that. What Hakaho did is he did the forearm blast. It's not like he doesn't do that. He always, like 90% of the time, when you when you watch him fight, I can't remember the name of it, but the technique is intentionally to slap. The other guys do it too. You have an open uh, hand slap mm-hmm. to the other guy and it's well-placed and it's usually right after the tachiya enough to get the other guy off balance, rattled, if you will. This is a technique. It's just, you, normally he does a slap and you can usually hear them because they're freaking mm-hmm. brutal. Um and he, his are better than anybody else's. I think most people just weren't expecting that, like as big of a forearm blast. Probably Ted and Fuji wasn't expecting. It. He was expecting probably the slap, mm-hmm. but not, not the forearm blast. Which I think for for if you're thinking about how you're going to approach somebody who is so good and able to take you down, Hakaho is like absolutely. I'm not going to give him what he thinks he, he's going to get. I'm going to give him a dirtier, meaner version and see what I get out of him and respond because Hakaho wants to fight someone as good as him. He does not want it to be easy. And for that, yeah, he got, he got him rattled, but he also, that was a great match. It's not like Ted and Fuji went down immediately. Right. He was ignited by that and came right back at him with the slaps. Y'all are making me miss Hakaho. It is, oh. it is disappointing that he's not going to be there this time around because I was looking forward to, I mean, just watching him fight the rematch and to see how Taran Fuji would maybe try to change things up or be ready for something like that. And I'm sure Hakaho would change things up as well. To, to to counter that different expectation. He has so many tricks. Well, yeah. he's, he's just so good. He's so he is so good. He seems to just always know how to and, use everybody else's uh, momentum and body weight against them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You cannot outmaneuver him. And you really uh, can't. Yeah. How many people can? He has so much experience. He's like everything you give him he's dealt with before a million other times, you know, that's like including practice and all these joint Keikos and things. I mean, he's been around for, he's a true pro. He's, mm-hmm. he's been dominant for so long and sumo. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, it's so exciting to see him back. But uh, uh, many of the commentators will also point out it's more exciting when he's not there because you really don't know who will win a Basho when he's not there. If he is there, everybody just goes, oh, it's going to be Hakaho. Like, mm-hmm. what else can we talk about for 15 days? But when he's gone, that gives room for other people to shine. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I think the theme of this Basho is who is going to be that other competitor. And we'll see how Terra Fuji does as his first time as Yokozuna. And... Mm-hmm. And which of these other guys in the Sambuke are going to really compete and give him a run for his money. That, and then the other thing is the 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 people who are new to the upper ranks, like we were talking about with Hoshiryu, Hoshiryu um, and Double Bubble. They say. They say. And Double Bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be rooting for, yeah, and Ura as well. And Wakatake, if he could regain his his uh, stature, what before last Bacho? Yeah, I think I'm gonna still cheer for good old Maegashira 16 Tokushoryu because I love, <laughs> I just love him. I love everything about him. What or is it? You could choose uh, Tokushoryu. Yeah, what is it you he love is, about him? Well, when he first came up into Makauchi at Maegashira 17, he won the tournament. He won the whole division really? at my, yes, yeah. it was the most exciting Basho for most people last year. Yeah. Because you're like, who, who is this guy? And he's in my is 17 and his story, I think his, um, I always get like, I think his, uh, stable master died. Right. Mm-hmm. And so right before the tournament or whatever, his stable master died. So it was kind of, uh, or I don't know if it was right before, but it was, it was recently. Yeah. And his first time into Makauchi, he used that as inspiration and he cleaned house and he, 
had just built up momentum. Now his record, you know, he was at my share 17. So his first week was fighting other guys that were lower, mm-hmm. you know, ranked, but he still beat the top guys the second week. And then of course, when he won, he was like crying and it was emotional. And you're like, you never get to see them cry. And it's so exciting. And he's just like, he's lovable, kind of like Chio Maru is. He's just like round and <laughs> happy-go-lucky and sweet. So yeah. He was, yeah, that was a really fun one. So he's you back could cheer, in. You could cheer for him. You could cheer for Chiono Kuni, who has, uh, who has been holding on to so many injuries. It's amazing that he's still there with his broken thumb and you broken know, everything. Broken everything, but he's yeah. still there fighting at Mikeshira 17. You could cheer for Ichiyamamoto, who uh, is a real tall guy who did well at Mikeshira 17 last time, who uh, came into sumo very late very very late like like in his mid-20s i think um and he's he's new he's the the last basha was his first time in makauchi so this is only his Mm -hmm. second is he the one who was a newbie is he the guy who was a civil servant before this yes yes very well spoken Uh and they did a great interview with him after the basho and he was very articulate he did a great great job you could i mean there's so many guys i'm gonna cheer like i think kitty bayama well in talk no show i i want talk no show to be in the sanyaku and i want him to stay there um but he's also lovable but kitty bayama for me personally i think he a is a hottie but b (laughs) um he uh he has been fighting also Mongolian. He's been fighting kind of like Hoshoryu, getting bumped around, but he comes back stronger a little bit each time. So he he and Hoshoryu may have come in around the same time. He's put on a little weight and um, he's still young. He's got, and he's not injured, I don't think right now. So he's up there at um, Mike Shira too. So I'm hoping he'll do better the first week at Mike Shira too with some of these top dogs. Or the brothers, like you could cheer on the brothers, Toby Zaru and Hidenomi. And, uh, you know, they're right next to each other in the Bonzuke, Magashira 8, Magashira 9. Different stables. Yeah. Mm. So there's just so many guys to choose from. They're all great. It's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it really, it's, it's, I'm more, I'm more excited just having talked to you now about it. Yay! Yay. Well, get your bingo card and play bingo with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll email you after the show to get Sweet. the bingo card. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Great. So any any other story to follow uh, before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of stories. I don't think there is any other than the main story, which is the debut of our 73rd Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, pretty and, much And our uh, Ozeki Shodai. Uh, who has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's the uninjured Ozeki Uh that everyone expects to do well. And he hasn't been doing that well in the Ozeki (laughs) position. He's been in and out of Kadoban. He's a nice guy. He got in trouble at the joint Keiko for talking too much because he just likes He's not, he's not focusing enough. And that is what everybody complains about Shodai is that he comes in and he kind of gets lucky at the edge, but People aren't seeing him fight like an Ozeki quite yet. And he's been very lackadaisical, I guess, with his katabans, like having more makikoshis than kachikoshis as far as being an Ozeki goes. <laughs> it was a lot of terminology. I know. He just sorry. needs to win more. He needs to win more than yeah. lose more tournaments. Yeah. So there, there's that to one. Keep his position. There's Takayasu, Leslie's favorite. Who yeah. Everybody wants to see him win a Yudo. And he came so close. Uh, like two bashos ago, so close. He was in the lead two ahead of everybody else and then just couldn't close the deal. He's still in Sanyaku at Komosubi. Everybody wants to see him climb up and regain his Ozeki status. So there's There's lots of, there's lots lots of stories. There's lots, find your champion you want to follow and Mm -hmm. cheer them on. They all have a good storyline behind each one. Yeah. It, and the common theme is is that guys will get moved up until they're at their level that they are either overmatched or properly matched and maybe then go back down. And then it's usually the second time that can they this time around prove that they belong there. Or third. Or third. Or third. Or fourth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ichinojo is a good example of that. He has bounced all around too. 
but he's, he worked himself back up there, figuring out what his weight is. He's lost a lot of weight. There's always these different factors of how they fight. If they get better on the belt and they've typically been a pusher thruster, if they're expanding their, their tool set, essentially, or, you know, the tools in their tool, tool bag, um, that can change the way they wrestle. And if they stay around and hover around certain ranks, then they're, they're pretty much doing great sumo. If they get their more wins than losses, they're doing great sumo. Mm-hmm. If they're in Makauchi, they're doing great sumo. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They really it's are. The best of the best. Yeah. 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 So everybody's good. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's really, really good. And that's what people tend to forget. Yeah. I feel like people are really tough on guys that got dropped to Jurio or at the bottom, Micah, you know, Micah share 16 or 17. But these guys are at the top of the mountain. And they fought they, their way through Jurio, which is years full of Makauchi years people of, that have just dipped down. and Years you know. and years of getting beat up and worn down. The training is so tough for them to just get to where they are is a huge accomplishment. And to retain top slot status is even harder. And so anybody here in Makauchi is just, it just deserves a big celebration in my book. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Bingo Card has all of them. As That's possible. right. <laughs> anything, anything to plug before we go? If anybody wants to play bingo with us, uh, we're going to release our bingo cards uh, via social networks later today. Mm-hmm. I don't know when this goes out for you. Probably tomorrow, um, uh, Thursday. Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, people can get cards if there's cards left over. They would visit www.sumokaboom.com, follow the bingo tab to sign up for bingo alerts in our newsletter. By the way, we never send a newsletter. We I don't know what we ever say. It's usually they get the first dibs on the cards and the cards usually they're free. It's free to play, but they sell out within hours. So this time we have prizes for Kachi Koshi, more wins and losses. And we have a prize, um, funnier prizes for if you have a bingo of losing record wrestlers so if you Ooh. have more like a maki koshi bingo we have prizes for that too so yeah just all in celebration of watching these guys do sumo and uh cheering them on or you know cheering on a maki koshi by the end <laughs> either one either one it's just about tracking these guys and learning more about the sport and having a good time yeah and follow us on social media we're at sumo kaboom at sumo kaboom yeah yep and I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thank you.